Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. So I always start, um, even though I have your bio, I always am, I always ask the hardest questions right off the bat. Who is Gresh? Tell us who you are. Yeah, and that's always a, a hard answer. You know, I'm just a, overall, I always say I'm a busybody. Um, so uh, some people use the word entrepreneur. Sometimes people use creative or creator or something along those lines. But I'm really big into just trying, you know, to find things, test out things and and never um kind of staying in one path sometimes. Sometimes I like to, to experiment with a lot of things, but I'm basically from, you know, the Washington DC area. I grew up for the most part, as much as I can remember in Woodbridge, Virginia. Um, I'm in Alexandria, Virginia now. Uh, I went to school in DC. So I went to Howard for my undergrad, Georgetown for my master's. And um, ever since then, I mean, I, I've been hopefully trying to create things. I've done it unconsciously and sometimes knowingly um, of what I wanted to create. Um, and I just started to, to build, you know, certain things to hopefully help out entrepreneurs and business owners and hopefully uh, scratch that, on, that, that, that uh, creative uh, gene as well, too. Definitely. And I know with what you do, as you said, you're digital marketing, but you also host a podcast and you not only host one, but you host a lot of them because you push out a lot of episodes and you talk to CEOs and I'm grateful. Thank you for having me on. And it's funny because it's like, oh man, I always want to like shitty chat, shitty, shitty chat, chat, talk about everything. And with your podcast, because it's business to business, CEOs, get it done. Don't have a lot of time you are just cutting straight through that knowledge. And so since doing that, I mean, how many CEOs have you, would you say you've talked to since all this? If we talk about the podcast, I have probably about 900 or so episodes. Um, I want to say I had a longer form podcast, but it's so funny that you said that because I think a lot of times when you create stuff, you always want to create it for who you're talking to. I think so many times we skip over that part. Um, And I had a longer form podcast But my goal with this newer podcast was really to make it um, more laser focused, more bang, bang, bang. You know, you get your information. If you want to dive in more, you have that opportunity to do that because you can get a hold of the person. But if we rewind back, because I have I've had a blog for probably about eight or nine years. Who knows how many people I've talked to in some form, shape or fashion thousands and thousands of, of CEOs and, you know, email interviews and something like that. But um, I do miss and love what you're doing because I miss that opportunity to just kind of um, have a conversation, not feel like you have to go somewhere, you have to do this or you have to do that, but just kind of have that deep conversation and that connection. So I love everything you're doing. Oh, well, thank you. And it, you know, it, it's, um, I appreciate you saying that because I also, at the same time, it's like, I appreciate what you're doing. It's like a big <laughs> love fest. Um, but yes. you know, it, it's like, it's a whole, it sounds like cliche, but it takes all kinds, you know, it's mm-hmm. like when you're, if we all sat around listening and peeling back the layers, like I'm talking about, um, might not get stuff done. Cause you're like sitting processing for too long. So you need a mix of it all. So. Yeah, but, it, you know, the grass is always greener, they say, but um, I think one of the things, like, especially like during this past year, we're reminded of how important it is to pause to really look at what's important. So that's why I love how your podcast spoke to that. And I think I can't remember if we, it, everything had happened, you know, when we had actually recorded the interview, yeah. but it spoke directly to that of just pausing, not being in a rush to go all these places. And if you didn't know that, then the world kind of forced us into that. <laughs> Seriously, I can't believe that's so funny how you're, you're right. I forgot that. 
that you and I talked like right when this was all, and it was even like, should we still record? Right. And I was still doing mine in studio. So it felt really weird. And I was just on a zoom earlier today, a meeting and had never met a couple, you know, we were in a breakout room, never met them. And I said, I remember when I first started doing stuff over zoom, it felt so weird. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then now so many people are, you know, used to it. So it's definitely the silver lining that we can connect, you know, digitally. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, I always try to say it's. It's different. Um, it's still a way to connect. It's. I, I still miss kind of like the face to face and connection piece. Um, but I think it's just a different way, and it's. I don't think it's kind of going anywhere. So it's. Uh, I guess it's important for us to kind of. I guess evolve the way that we connect as well too. So. Definitely. So you have. Um, you know, like you've taught over nine hundred episodes. So you have a ton of. Um, you know, CEOs that you've talked to and business people. And I know one thing you and I were talking about earlier before we recorded was, you know, kind of the grit it takes to run a business. And I know you um, mentioned you have a family business. They were in the newspaper business, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear kind of how did that experience of seeing them with their business influence you with what you're doing today or kind of the lessons, the, the biggest kind of lessons over, you know, that you've had over that time? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my, so my family didn't have a business. I started a family newspaper as a business when I was like 10. Oh my God. So <laughs> yeah, then when I said I was a busybody, that's what I oh meant. I was I was the person that's selling things on the playground and doing all those things that kids do for whatever reason, um, which is why I kind of felt like, you know, when I started to like interview people, talk with entrepreneurs and business owners, I felt at home. But it was really that creative um, thing that I did when I was younger. And I didn't know a lot of other people that did things like that even you know years later that kind of led me to to uh kind of what i'm doing now and created that foundation but it was kind of at the heart of just wanting to my my dad went tdy so i i'm a a military brat so he went nice and um he went to an entirely different country for about a year um and i was 10 when they deploy somewhere like go somewhere or something just exactly on um military background people. Yeah, I didn't know. Exactly, that. exactly. And you should, yeah, and, and definitely um, a lot of people may not know that. I just learned that not too long ago exactly what the term was. But um, he went there for a year and this was pre, uh, definitely pre, um, you know, quarantine, pre-Skype, pre-FaceTime, pre-Zoom, all these things. So basically me and my mom, we would get like a care package. We would put his favorites like honey buns and and um, oatmeal cream pies and all those things and send it to him every month. And to kind of keep him in the loop about everything that was going on with the family, I created this family newspaper um, and I got my mom to, to print it out. Um, but it was just kind of getting a recap of everything that was going on in the family. And it was kind of my way to like, keep my dad in the loop. Um, but also I sold the subscriptions to like my, my family, um, friends and, and my family too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, that was something that I kind of went back to when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be and do when I grew up. Oh my gosh. I already, so I was impressed. Number one that I thought, Oh my gosh, what heart, like what a heart you have to want to have your dad <laughs> stay connected. So thoughtful. And what is even more impressive is that stuff is all still true. Yes. But you are smart. Like, okay, I got to make this happen because all of us that do these kind of passion projects, as you said, it's like, it's mixing it with business and, you know, stuff that fulfills our heart. And so I'm like, oh, I'm getting inspiration from your childhood story. Cause I feel like this is like my family newspaper. Like mm. I want everyone to be connected and to feel part of it. But then at the end of the day, it's like, but to get this stuff going, it, you know, it costs stuff to put stuff out there. And so you have to 
you know, it's that balance of thinking of things like a business. So smart, smart little Gresh. Good job. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. so I, I try to give myself a pat on the back for sure. But yeah, I mean, it comes down to that. I think people have so many phenomenal things that they're creating, but um, I hate to use the word monetize because that makes it seem kind of dirty, but you want to make sure that you can support the things that you're doing. And I think the people that are really able to kind of make a true impact in the world are able to quote unquote monetize it or support it or get it going because you have to be able to do those things to kind of you know hire more people help out more families bring people more on and I think when we change our perspective it helps out with it yeah for sure so you mentioned um grit like needing grit and how hard it is to run a business and I feel like especially and I don't know how it is with when you talk to your CEOs um, and I also, I feel like acknowledging there's probably a difference too between some men and women and how we approach things. Um, stereotypical, it's not true for all. Mm-hmm. But on the pod, on my podcast, you know, I talk a lot about peeling back the layers, shame, things like that. And it's like the stuff that no one talks about. And I feel like, especially in the business world, something that's come up a lot is kind of the whole hustle, like hustle, 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 get it done, you know, wake up every day, rise and grind, go, go, go. But then so many people are left feeling empty and less than in failures. And I don't know if, if imposter syndrome is as common in men as it, in, as it is in women, but with everything you've learned, what have you found to be true with kind of balancing that hustle, but then, I don't know, I guess genuinely being fulfilled in your job because it is so draining as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And and it's funny, I, I think I read this quote and I can't remember if like Steve Jobs said it or somebody, um, but it was some, you know, really popular founder. And he said, uh, you know, you don't have to love, you know, what you do or what you start, but because it's so hard, you probably want to love it because it will take a lot out of you. And I think that you know, I want to check all the above to everything you said about imposter syndrome, feeling you're not good enough, feeling like you maybe made the wrong decision. So you have all those feelings that kind of you go through. So I think, especially like during the podcast, um, we always, you know, try to talk about what are the things that you do to be successful or you do to be successful and all those hacks and nuggets and things like that. But I think I always say, and one of the common things that I'll, I'll talk about, you know, during the show and why I try to start out with the story too, is we forget about that human aspect of business. We forget about the people that are behind the business. We forget about the families that are affected, you know, by somebody wanting to start a business or, you know, what that does. And I think that's what I wanted to hopefully you know, bring to light, you know, for the people during the podcast. But I think there's definitely a place, you know, for, you know, working really hard. I think that goes a real long way. But I think the thing that we all should do, um, whether you are a CEO or an entrepreneur, a business owner, or you work for um, an organization or your mom or, or, or father or whatever, is try to be in alignment. I think so many times in life, we do things because we should do them rather than do them because they speak directly to us. So even before starting all that, figuring out why you want to start a business or whatever, start anything, I would say that's probably the, the biggest thing to do because what I hope to do, you know, during the show and why I've, you know, spoken to so many different people um, that have different size businesses, different stages, some are running it remotely. Some people have like a balloon company. Some people have 50 employees. Some people have 50,000 employees. Um, I think it's always different on how you can build the business. And I think if we understand that, we get to ask, like, what do you see your life as? What do you hope to accomplish? And then you work backwards and build the business according to that. And I think if you you, t- you couple in that passion, 
um, while you will quote unquote work hard, it won't really be work. And you feel like you're going in alignment with, I think on a deeper level, why we were all put here. So I think that's probably the biggest thing is that yes, you know, it is grit, it is hustle, but um, you know, there's never, you know, great time. It's never always a hundred percent, you know, uh, great times, but I think it's the ups and downs that make it kind of a, a beautiful process. And at the same time, if you're in alignment, then even the bad times, you feel like it's, it's helping you to get to where you want to be to, to fulfill that purpose. So I hope that it kind of answers, you know, what it is. What you said, um, cause you asked if that makes sense, that definitely makes sense. And I always joke, you know, on the podcast a lot on the first season, I would say, Ooh, say that again. <laughs> when you were talking and I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to say, Ooh, say that again about the alignment in with your work. And I think that's huge because personally, and I think I've written about this on Instagram, like I'm trying to let go of the shoulds, like we should do this. We should do that. And I know, um, like you said, no matter where someone's at, if it's their CEO or personal or just their normal life, I feel like it's that whole shoulds mm-hmm. just creep in and out of everywhere. And you know, for me, like with this podcast, this was like a passion project kind of business. And I'm constantly, I mean, it's constantly evolving. I'm constantly evolving, but I'm going in between those should do this, should do that, where it's like, well, this isn't, this is something unique to me. There's not necessarily a a clear path to follow. And it's so true. I feel like when I was listening to you, like, that's like every business. Yes, there's these models and these formulas you can follow, but at the end of the day, you are a unique person and, you know, you have to keep asking yourself, is this with alignment or else you spend your whole life building something and hustling and grinding when is it even something you want? Yeah. And that really, you know, hits home, you know, for me. And I have this, uh, I use this quote all the time. I'll say it during the, the, the podcast is, you know, if you run your own race, you can never lose. And I think so many times we run other people's races, we do things that we should do. Um, and that leads us down a path where we ultimately feel unfulfilled. We feel unhappy in so many things. And I think for me, especially when I was graduating, you know, during, I graduated during the economic crisis. So um, it was a time where everything was just I won't say the same as now, but it was kind of topsy-turvy and everything was turbulent. You didn't know what was what, what you were supposed to do was completely gone. So it was one of those times, like I read a lot and I I tried to do a lot of introspective work because um, at the end of the day, you know, I feel like you're, you're, you know, kind of looking at the mirror and you have those regrets. And if those regrets happen, it's because you didn't do um, what you wanted to do, or you didn't even take the time to figure that out. You did what you should do. You did what um, was the right thing to do and, and, and all those things. And I think we have to kind of do that work first before we do any type of, um, and, and it always changes too. So it's not something like you do it once and then it's over either. That's like the lesson that keeps coming back to me. Like I always thought it's just one and done, right? Like you just mm-hmm. learn the lesson, yeah. and you just move on. Like, and um, so for me with like parenting, I always joke too. It's like, just get like, you read the book, you figure out how to potty train. Like po- this is a horrible example. Like for, <laughs> you know, well, hey, CEOs have kids too, but. Um, yes, they do. <laughs> exactly. And there's lots of, um, you know, men and women out there, but mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like with potty training, you have one and you think, oh, I figured it out. And then it moves on to someone else. And it's like totally different. And you just thought like, no, I figured out how to do it. And I moved on and it's a very juvenile example, but. um. Obviously, yeah, but it connects with, I think it connects with everybody, you know, so. Uh, just, and then you keep, you know, these lessons keep coming around. So for you, you know, you work with, you work with a ton of businesses, you talk mm-hmm. to business owners, but what do you want? Like, what is an alignment for you? Like, what's your personal, um, 
you know, what's your personal thing? How do you want things to, to end up? Yeah, I, I appreciate you asking that. And that's something that I always, you know, try to do that exercise on a regular basis, because I think just like you said, I, I think it evolves and it changes and it grows, you know, over time. But um, one of the reasons I talked about, you know, the story, you know, that I had of my dad is because I felt like that kind of spoke to me before I even knew of, you know, having success or any of these things. I was just being a kid. And I think when I try to figure out what I should do or what I shouldn't do, I always go back to stories like that. So for me, I mean, I've always been a, a creative person. I always like to write. I love to interview people and talk with people. So I think it might manifest itself in different ways. Um, I know this is really big on most people to, to create content, create podcasts and things like that. Um, but I always feel like I, I'm going to be doing something in alignment with that and really get an opportunity to kind of hear people's stories, hear what they do, and then help people to kind of, you know, be successful. So it, it might end up being more podcasts. It might end up being blog posts or, 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 or VR or whatever it ends up being, you know, in 20 years down the line. But at the heart of it, I love, you know, talking to people, hearing their stories and hopefully like capture those stories so that it, other people can kind of learn those lessons um, and, and hopefully have an impactful and purposeful lives themselves. That's great. That's, I, I think that's why you and I, it's like, we're, uh, what is it like two sides of the same coin? I don't know. Yes. Something <laughs> like that. You know? Uh, I, you know, it's that story. It's those, it's that connection. And I love mm. how you brought it back to that childhood story of you starting that paper, because I do the same thing. I look at so much of my life and it's like, it's almost like mining my past mm. for clues for my future. Mm. I love that. Say that again. <laughs> Mining my past to find clues for my future. I love that. Dang, I just said <laughs> He's saying it. It's a mic drop moment. <laughs> that. Oh my, I know, I told him I, I had him say that earlier. Um, but it's so true because, you know, if you talk about, you know, and because of this, it's a lot of like healing and growth too, you know, not just mm -hmm. business stuff, but you clued into that. You said, you know, to run these businesses, to run in alignment, you have to do that work, that internal work. And so when we first started talking, I was thinking like, oh, this is like business, which I love too. I mean, I love all the things. That's why right. I talk about Oprah a lot because I love how she just yeah. had, you know, her show had all the things and just you got something from it. And so I was thinking more business world, but it totally always comes full circle that like you can't run a business. You can't hustle and grind and build a dream or build a business if it's not connected to some way into your passion or your mission. And even like you said, if it, it doesn't have to be directly related to it, but it has to be in alignment. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I, I tried to do and, and find different ways in order to have for that to happen as well, too. And I think if you're continually mining, you're continually thinking about it, you'll come up with creative ways by which you can do it. Like I like I was I found myself. Um, so like we do digital marketing services, but one of the things that I found because I have like that tech background and people want to know about that. I found myself on a lot of boards, but my time was being, you know, squished. So I wasn't able to kind of do as much as I would have hoped. So I started to 
reach out, basically ask these organizations. I wanted to step off the board, but I wanted to donate services because I know what they needed and wanted. And I still felt very strongly about, you know, the organization. So it's just like some of those things that didn't happen to, you know, for me on day one, but it's like, I can figure out organizations or things that I'm passionate about. And maybe if they aren't able to work with us, you know, full-time or we're able to do it to some um, prorated service or something like that, I can still help support them to do the things that I want to do and hopefully create those win-win scenarios. So I think if we mine our, I'm going to say it wrong, but mine our future or, or mine our past in order to find our future, it comes up with those creative ways that, that we can make that happen. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's so funny. Um, it's like when we're kids and we're dreaming and we're coming up with ideas, we're not, you know, now as an adult, you start thinking of things I can do or want to do. And immediately those internal judges are like, nope, can't do that because X, Y, D can't do that because X, Y, Z. I mean, all the reasons if you right now said, Oh, I'm going to start a paper would be a, today would be a blog, you know, like I'm going to do one just for my family. It's like, well, no, we don't need to do that. Everyone has phones. Mm. There'd be all these things. But if a kid just said, I want to do this, they could, what a sweet, little thing they could be creating for their family. It's like all this stuff that just the world sometimes, not only the world, we get in our own ways, but as kids, it's just a lot of that stripped away. So, yeah. And I think it's so important to be able to kind of tap, you know, more into that because even as kids, you know, or even as parents, we can sometimes, you know, say that to our kids and not realizing, and I experienced that, especially like when I first started my business is just trying to make sure that, you know, people care for you and they love you, but at the same time, they're sometimes projecting their world onto yours. And when you have, you know, the open eyes and and the carefreeness of, you know, being a child, sometimes that's allowing things that we never would have saw or thought would have been created to be created. So I think it's important for us to kind of tap into that, to recognize that and just continue to do that exercise, so to speak. That's great. All right. So as we close it out, you have gotten tons and tons of nuggets. So there's no pressure on you whatsoever mm-hmm. for a closing nugget of wisdom. Um, but, <laughs> but um, what is one piece of advice, you know, whether personal or professional that you like to pass on, you know, being someone who is hustling, but has their, you know, is living their life in alignment Yes. What's your What's your parting thing that you want to give people? Can I give you two, a quick one and a longer one? Of course you can. Okay. There's okay. No here. Yes. <laughs> Great. So um, I think we were talking about before, I think um, having that marathon mindset is so important. I think so many times in life, we think that um, this, whenever I launch it or start, it needs to be exactly how it's going to be 10 years down the line or five years down the line. So I would say um, appreciate the progress, appreciate the process and just continue to kind of take action towards that. I think so many times we we want it to be done and perfect on day one, but that doesn't always happen. And probably closely- My diary. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Your diary might be mine. So there yeah. we go. <laughs> We're all together in this. That's yeah. Cool. And um, probably closely after that, I always have a quote I always go back to, and I tell myself this all the time is, you know, don't tell me the sky's the limit when their footprint's on the moon. And just- as I kind of touched on it before, there's so many things that we're using now that we see now that were never thought possible. And Will Smith has this video where he says there was once a time where if you would bend a piece of metal and you would fly it from Washington, D.C. to California, that never would have been thought possible. But it, it was is being done on a regular basis. So I think 
so many times we have to really tap into that childlike um, appreciation of the world, um, appreciation of possibilities, and really do that. And people may say that it's not possible, but they often will say it until it's done. So sometimes it's on us, that dream, that hope, whatever you have to really uh, roll up your sleeves, especially if it's in alignment and do kind of like the work to see that come to fruition. So that's probably the thing I would say more than anything else. And I tell myself that as, as much as off, as much as possible. That is amazing. It's kind of, it goes back to that childlike faith, you know, that childlike belief. And I think that's a lesson I know personally, it keeps coming back to that just to, like you said, it's, it's only impossible until it's not, it hasn't been done, Mm -hmm. you know, and that doesn't mean it's impossible. So that's great. Well, Gresham, if people want, not if, when people want to find you, where can they find you? Yes. Uh, so I have a kind of a, a landing page of everything that I'm working on. It's at IamGresh.com. That's I-A-M-G-R-E-S-H.com. You can find links to the podcast, I'm CEO podcast, Blue 16 Media, CBNation.co, and all the things I'm working on. Awesome. Well, I think we did a great job of blending my chitty chat conversation and your get the job done visions. I think we did a great job um, crossover today of getting to some really good nuggets, having a little fun conversation, but also just getting to the point. So I thank you for that. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. And that's when really phenomenal things happen. When you take two different things and you bring them together. So that's what we just did. Awesome work. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. For all things flushing, visit our website at flushingitout.com. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.